0: Lord Jesus, we give you praise in this place, Uh, how great it is to be in your presence and uh, with brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. It's a sweet, sweet reunion, Sunday by Sunday, and we thank you for every moment of it as we anticipate that great reunion someday, where we're all gathered around not just your table, but around your throne. In your holy name, we give you thanks, and all God's people said, Amen. amen. For 2,000 years, we've been gathering around the table, and the gathering last night was good for my soul. Anybody else experience that? Just so wonderful to be with each other, to be connected again, to be working with one another. It wasn't just the time of the actual celebration, but watching all those hands and hearts pulling this together over days and weeks and working together at the end, side by side, kidding with each other as they were cutting the strawberries or whatever else was going on. It was just wonderful to be family, to be gathered again like that. Of all the things that God said was good in creation, and all of it was good, and some of it was very good, there was only one thing about which he said, (laughs) not so good. And that was when he realized Adam was alone. Not good that man should be alone. Does something to your spirit, and uh, I think the world's recognizing that. You know, God at that moment didn't give Adam a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't give him a Zoom call with the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the Father. Right? Those things are great. Don't get me wrong. I couldn't. I would be lost without my smartphone. I don't know why, but when my phone got smart, I got stupid. I don't know any numbers anymore. <laughs> Nothing's memory. I couldn't even call one of my kids without my phone. Are you anybody else in that that same? Don't don't. But there's something therapeutic and almost organic about just being with others, face to face, heart to heart, elbow to elbow. It's just good. In fact, a sociologist a couple of years ago was studying the pictures. From the West, when the West was being settled, and the first—that's almost haunting, isn't it? I mean, look at that. Now, now, as as the the era continued on, as the West was being settled, the, the fate you still got some blank stairs going on there. I don't know about the two twins; they're a little creepy looking, but but uh, still some blank stairs. But can you tell a bit of warmth from the previous picture? And then here's another one. Oh well, that's almost the modern-day family right there, right? So, uh, and, and people, know, a sociologist noticed that the pictures through the era seemed to advance from these hollow, vacant, haunted faces to people finally warming up to being human again, right? And so they studied, is there anything that could have caused that? And this is what they discovered. They discovered that when people went from east to west and they got these huge plots of land, 60 to 100 acres in most cases, next slide, they settled the land like that. Well, wouldn't you? I mean, the first time you've ever had 100 acres, I'm going to put my homestead and put up my little shanty right there in the middle of all of it, right? But when you do that over 100 acres, you're just surrounded by wilderness. And that was equated to that time when the, pictures were most haunting and vacant and inhuman, right? But then this happened. In the years that followed, homesteaders started moving towards a common corner so that she, during the day, while she was putting out the laundry, could wave over there at Sister Ann, right? And before the men went out into the field, they could gather at the feed store or whatever was going on. There there was community with all the space and freedom. And something about that made it very, very healthy. One of our great heroes in the Methodist movement is this guy, the circuit rider, and he's almost always pictured totally alone. And then somebody studied the diaries of these circuit riders and found out that that's a very inaccurate picture. Now, it was a tough life. Most of these guys died before the age of 30 because of the exposure, because they traveled from church to church all during the week on horseback. But that is more a picture of the circuit riders. They would go to their separate places, and then out of sheer hunger for fellowship, they would meet up and travel the roads together. I'm excited about a new season in our church. We're coming out of COVID. A new freedom is going to be about our future. And we'll be able to gather together as family as never before sure give each other calls on the cell phones if you got a zoom meeting from time to time that's all right but we discover the God that lives in each one of, uh, each other the Holy Spirit in one another primarily intersects us uh, uh, imposes himself upon us in the presence of a brother or sister this is powerful spiritual stuff that we gather together around his table and so on the night that he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread, and he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he broke the bread, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this as often as you partake of it in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, take Drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, in remembrance of you, we do these things. We ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread as you pour your Holy Spirit afresh within us as your people. We thank you that you live within us always, but Father, help us to know the ordinary privilege of children of God, to know your spirit rising up within us afresh this morning. Baptize us all over again. Saturate us with your goodness, we pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all God's people said, Amen.